Every day is filled with choices. You're here because you're choosing to start with a win. Get ready to be inspired, learn something new, and connect with the Win Nation. And coming to you from Denver, Colorado, headquarters of Remax World Headquarters. Headquarters of Remax World Headquarters. Did I just say that, Mark? <laughs> I think you did say the headquarters of the World Headquarters. It's hey, the double not, headquarters. Right? <laughs> it's the H2 quarters. So we got a fun show today, Mark, and a very serious one because this is a really, really important situation. So, uh, and and something that that we all need to be focused on, whether or not you're in the real estate space, because let's face it, um, we all live somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So, fair housing, fair housing. I want to talk about this today because I'm very passionate about this. Uh, you know, I am huge into, uh, you know, making sure that a key focus of business is equality. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love, love our communities. And this is something that, that builds amazing communities is fair housing. So uh, how about we get into that today, Mark? I think we have the perfect guests on the show to talk about (laughs) this with us. Yes. So we reached out to the National Association of Realtors and got Brian Green on the show, the director of fair housing policy at the National Association of Realtors. So Brian is responsible for representing NAR on all fair housing related federal regulatory and legislative matters to to really ensure that the interests of consumers and the real estate industry are protected. And this is, I I love this. Brian manages NAR's new 45-member Fair Housing Policy Committee. So it it really makes sure that that our industry and the industry that everybody lives in, for crying out loud, because we all live someplace, whether or not you own a house or rent it, this is super, super important that the, the public policy issues surrounding fair housing and equal opportunity are supported appropriately in order to ensure and enhance housing equality. So, um, Brian, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks, Adam. It's great to be here. Hey, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you come from? Well, I'm a New Yorker, but I've lived now more than half of my life in Washington, D.C. That's where I am this minute. And um, I've been with NAR about a year uh, I'll have my one-year anniversary, November 1st. I was a Fed before that. I oversaw the nation's enforcement of our fair housing laws. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service to our, our uh, country and the federal government. Um, we appreciate that. And thank you for joining the National Association of Realtors as somebody who has a lot of insight and knowledge on this. You know, let's let's dig right into this. You manage NAR's New Fair Housing Policy Committee. For users not familiar, or for people not familiar with fair housing, um, or maybe they need to brush up on the concept, can you give us an overview of fair housing and why it's so important? Sure. So, you know, fair housing is a euphemistic phrase for essentially non-discrimination in housing. So, it concerns civil rights. So uh, I have been involved in fair housing and the enforcement of the Fair Housing Act, which is the landmark 
civil rights statute that prohibits discrimination in virtually all housing-related transactions. So housing sales, housing rentals, um, the mortgage market, homeowners insurance, the advertising of housing and housing-related services, appraisals, membership in real estate associations, all of that is covered under the 1968 Fair Housing Act, and it prohibited discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, national origin, sex, and then later families with children and people with disabilities. And so taken together, those are the civil rights-related issues when it comes to housing. Um, Federal government enforces those laws. We have state and local laws. And then, of course, at the National Association of Realtors, we also have a code of ethics that enshrines uh, those principles. And we've added at the National Association of Realtors that uh, our members can't discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity, which is not currently covered under federal law. So we go that extra step. And so in a nutshell, that's what fair housing is. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about civil rights. So we're clear to everybody listening. Fair housing is not a suggestion. People think about different aspects of society and they're like, well, I'm not breaking law or something like that. If, if they, they cut a corner or they don't understand something, but lack of knowledge is not an excuse for violating the rules or violating the law. So can you tell us how serious it is for people to follow fair housing? Just, just to get that out there. I'm not trying to, trying to come in hard on anybody here, but you know, I, I think the importance of this needs to be stated for everybody because this is how we live in this country and how we treat each other. And it's important for everybody to understand that this is not a suggestion. Right. So um, it's important to remember that this law that uh, guarantees these rights comes out of the 1960s and it comes four years after uh, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which uh, many know prohibited discrimination in hotels and restaurants. So, you know, when we had, you know, official Jim Crow in, in many states, uh, this law said you can't now deny service to people. And at that time, you know, many people would say, well, it's my restaurants, my hotels, my business. I serve whom I want. And the federal government said, no, in this country, uh, we have interstate commerce and you can't tell people they can't, you know, stay in your hotel because of their race or color or religion, et cetera. And then four years later, uh, essentially, the Civil Rights Act of 1968, in which the Fair Housing Act is Title VIII, um, we said, same goes for housing. And this was seven days after the assassination of Martin Luther King, who had been a strong advocate for this legislation. We said, no, you don't get to say, it's my house. I decide who I want to rent it to or sell it to. So this is a a wide-reaching law uh, that protects everyone uh, from discrimination. So, yeah, there are consequences. You know, United States Department of Justice and HUD investigate cases. They bring cases in U.S. District Court or before the HUD administrative law judge all the time. Um, private parties file complaints in federal courts, and it's a big deal. There's there's damages you, you could pay for violating this law. There's civil penalties, punitive damages, injunctions. So it's a big deal. This is, this is the essence of uh, guaranteeing 
our rights under uh, the Constitution and our federal laws. I love that. And Brian, can you, you I, I know you, this is what you do and, and what you've done for the, the federal government. Um, a lot of times people will come to you and go, okay, what are the key points that, that you would like to, to point out on this? You know, somebody hands you a microphone or you're on stage and they say, remind us of the key things, you know, the, the key aspect, the key reminders of fair housing. Um, what, what do you say? to that. What is the very short, succinct, here's what you need to know. And here's also where people either intentionally or unintentionally, because you can unintentionally violate this, you know, not knowingly, but, um, but you actually do violate it. Uh, how do you, how do you keep it knowing and intentional to ensure that you are following these rules in your business as somebody in the real estate space? So I guess the elevator speech is judge people based on their financial qualifications and judge all people on the same financial qualifications. Do not judge people based on their background or vary from uh, the true standards, the, the business standards you have for housing. And I say financial qualifications, bootstrapped to that, of course, is you know if you're an apartment manager and you have requirements that... Uh, People also have a good landlord reference or that they, you know, have not, uh, you know, violated their tenancy in other ways. Whatever your standards are, your business standards, apply those equally. And there might be a proviso to that, I would add, that make sure whatever your business practices are, are legitimate and related to the business. Because there are certain practices you can employ that have the effect of turning away uh, groups of people unfairly. And so if you have like some standard that's kind of random, doesn't have anything to do with housing, but it has the effect of turning away 99% of Hispanic applicants, you better be prepared to defend what this has to do with your business. Uh, or if you have some standard that would turn away women, for example, um, but can't justify how it furthers the business, you've got uh, a problem then. So business practices have to be business practices and and not discriminate against people based on their backgrounds. Excellent points, Brian. And a, a great elevator speech, by the way. Uh, great job on that. Well, um, that elevator was going up a few floors. I, I <laughs> kept going there. Uh, and there's only two of us on there, right? Right now? So and wearing you know. masks, wearing masks. There you go. So, I mean, speaking of the coronavirus, I mean, there have been a lot of changes in how people do business, they've made adjustments, things like that. And I'll tell you also, on top of that, the housing industry is on fire. It is exploding. Have you seen the coronavirus affect fair housing in any way? Have you noticed any shifts? You know, I, I'm not sure that I have all the aggregate data, but I can tell you at least what my colleagues, the economists are reporting and you know, some of my perceptions. Well, first of all, I mean, when COVID hit, you know, everyone hunkered down and was really worried about what the impact would be on uh, real estate sales. And in a couple of months, you know, we realized one, we knew how to show housing through a pandemic. And two, many people wanted to sell and, uh, and buy, you know, in terms of sales, 
there is a limited supply and that's created higher demand uh, and higher prices uh, and, and things are, are flying off the shelves as it were. So that's interesting. Uh, I know some people have reported in certain markets, you're seeing many residents move from central cities out to the suburbs. And, and while you're seeing some of that, it certainly doesn't define the market, but uh, in certain cities, you're seeing a little bit more of that. And so that's that's an interesting development. I think that's going to sort of balance out in time. I mean, you know, our cities have the, the appeal they have for many reasons. Uh, the current moment, many of those things that make cities attractive, uh, you can't engage in because of a pandemic. But I think that's going to balance out uh, in time. But I think the biggest thing from a fair housing perspective that we uh, witnessed was a recognition, especially early on in the pandemic, that communities with significant uh, populations of people were, of color uh, were faring worse uh, in this pandemic health-wise. And it, it really underscored for many people how our residential geography has influenced health on every marker. Uh, and so, you know, we began to see that, uh, you know, many of the people on the front lines during the pandemic and first responders were disproportionately minority and that they were living in segregated areas with poorer access to healthcare. And so as pandemic progressed, you know, I saw at least in, in, in many, many of my circles, people beginning to acknowledge that we have these very serious fault lines in our geography and corresponding with that were the poorer health outcomes during the pandemic. And so it really did wake up a lot of people to how health and housing are related. It's, I mean, an incredibly insightful point. And with your colleagues and, and the influence you have from, you know, you've got chief economist, uh, Dr. Yoon at NAR there, as well as all your colleagues and your, your insight and oversight in the industry. So that urban suburban, the adjustments, changes, mixture, updating, whatever you want to call it, we're seeing a lot of movement between urban and suburban, obviously, uh, you know, during the pandemic. And it's a great opportunity for fair housing to really rise to the surface because we have people who would traditionally move within their community, moving outside of their existing community. And so you have all these different opportunities for us to show how we really focus on equality and housing right now. Do you, do you have any closing thoughts on fair housing when it comes to that? Well, I mean, we have to remember that the housing market is also more than sales. And in the rental market, it's just devastating in that, you know, most of the housing providers in this country are mom and pop landlords. And they're having a really, really difficult time because uh, as a result of the pandemic and the economic impacts of it, people are, are unable to pay rent and the housing providers aren't getting rental assistance and, and there's a moratorium on you know evicting people uh, so that is going to I think going to be a major impact on, on the market overall even as we see those who have you know take advantage of the opportunity uh, to buy in this market so I cannot predict how all of that's going to balance out but I, I think it's we're going to probably recognize mm -hmm. That we have many faults in our market that we've got to figure out uh, in the event that we have a, a you know a pandemic like this again. That's I mean you you mentioned it a couple times recognizing faults in our market and 
really, that's that's what we have to continue to look for and the opportunities in order to, to improve upon those. So, uh, so thank you so much for your insight on it. I mean, we're honored to have an expert in fair housing on our show today. So thank you, Brian. And just going back to you one more time, I mean, you're, you're an amazing person. I know you're a musician, you're a winner. And I, I love, you know, just the conversation that we had leading into the show uh, before we went live here. But Brian, I have a question I want to ask you that I ask all of our audience or all, all of our guests that I know our audience wants to know. And uh, that is, Brian, how do you start your day with a win? Uh, I think like a lot of people, uh, I try to get up early and get in some kind of exercise. And then also I use that time to really sort of think through what I have planned for the day and reach out to a few people. I, I, um, invariably, you know, I'm contacted by people all over the country and it's very hard during the day to find the time to sort of provide the attention I need to uh, different requests. And so usually I like to start my day by getting in a walk because my knees don't allow me to run as much as I used to. I usually try to run a little bit in, during that walk. And then uh, sometimes while I'm walking, respond to people and try to address concerns, help address you know the issue that's arising in their community and make that connection with those people. So usually that's my opportunity to do that and to also just learn really what's going on in these different communities throughout the country. And so by the time my day starts, often there's something interesting I've learned already from an inquiry I've gotten from someone somewhere in the country. It's an illuminating start to the day. Awesome. I mean, you definitely start with a win, several wins there. I mean, hitting the ground running and uh, exercise and planning and learning. I'm fantastic and truly the the patterns of a winner. So thank you so much. And and Brian, we got a lot out of this today. Um, we appreciate what you do. You are in an incredibly important position and uh, uh, amazing influence on really. I mean, everybody in the United States. So thank you for what you do. I know our audience got a lot out of this. Uh, where can people find you or more information about fair housing? Yeah. So you can find information on fair housing at nar.realtor slash fair housing. That's fair hyphen housing. Um, you can also find me by uh, writing me at B green. That's B G R double E N E at nar.realtor. We don't have any com uh, on that. So it's just at nar.realtor. Love it. Thanks so much, Brian. We appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. And hey, thank you so much for listening to Start With A Win. Uh, if you'd like to ask Adam a question and tell us your Start With A Win story, head over to startwithawin.com or give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at 888-581-4430. Uh, don't forget to go on to iTunes and subscribe, leave a review, rate the show. It helps us get the word out and reach more people. And as always, don't forget, start with a win.